Hi, I'm Commander Shepard, and Spawn on Me podcast is my favorite podcast on the Citadel. I should go. Hey, everybody, welcome to episode 263 of the Spawn on Me podcast, your weekly show for video game news from the perspective of people of color. Uh, I am not your captain. Uh, our captain is taking leave again. I don't know if it's a three hour tour, but it's a one hour tour. Um, and, you know, let's just hope that he makes that he makes it back to the ship and we don't have to send the skipper out to uh out to find him and we will continue with the gilligan references i'm um, I'm, I'm picturing uh cobb running behind us running behind the ship like rerun at the end of what's <laughs> happening <laughs> <laughs> that's right now is he dressed like rerun though like, oh does, does he have uh, a rerun get up on um he he would have uh so Pacific Northwest Ka would have um uh like a flannel some um baggy jeans and Birkenstocks. <laughs> yes. Sure. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, confirmed. Yes. Uh yeah, so the so that's that's what Ka's wearing right at this very moment. At this very moment. Um, you know, uh but I am not your captain, but I am your co-host shreefjackson.com or as the captain or uh C says the man who makes science is good math looks good froze look good uh some other things milwaukee look good maybe uh some other shit that Facts is me. me that is me so what's up y'all um and i'm joined as usual by uh the baron of bourbon the bruce wayne of bricago um where does he get those wonderful toys where does he get those not, see I, I can't even get all the aks this you know c's part is turning into that like uh <laughs> like either the aka's on decent Samero on a bodega boys or yes. this is going to be random but so on method man's uh i think second album chris rock had a skit where he just kept saying the aka's of to method cal 2000 Yes. Yes. Uh, the, the, yes. The forgotten album because it wasn't that yes. good. No, uh, it was but not. there was a really funny Chris Rock skit where he just keeps saying AKAs for like you know, a couple <laughs> Three minutes. minutes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this is what this is turning into. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Seizes. Yes. Sneezes. That is correct. There might be some other eases in the, right. in the, <laughs> in the uh, future. Right. Um, somebody saying AKA Cicero Holmes. How you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing great, man. Thank you for uh, you know getting about half of my fifty percent of the AKAs That's in there. Okay. I was AKA. That's okay, man. I I, yeah. I might have to start writing them down. I might have to start writing them down because right. it is a lot. Yeah. You you have it many names. Yes. So you know our last episode of Spawn on Me will just be me reading my <laughs> AKAs. For fifty minutes, I think you need to get a shirt with all your AKs. On yes, the front. that oh, that would be dope. That would be yeah. dope. Okay, I like yeah, it. As, I like it. As long as they actually say AKA 
right in, the, in, in between each one each, between yeah. each one that yeah. shirt would be a thousand dollars yeah yeah we, we gotta put that on. so expensive yeah we we gotta put that on the merch store right. we, we absolutely <laughs> gotta gotta put that on the store for real no doubt, um, no doubt. yeah so thanks thanks for joining me man um yeah hey yeah thanks for thanks for having me uh, so it's, it's, uh, Thanks for having you on your own show. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it's it's a big show though. It's a big show. It's always we got a, a lot. Of, it is. Is you know always this a, is a very big show. It's a very big show. Right. Because um, there's there's lots of stuff to talk about, uh, and because here we are. If you're in the in the Twitch stream right now, you're in the Twitch chat right now, which you should be. Um then you know that we are a week away from Thanksgiving. Yes. If you're listening to the podcast the week it comes out, then you are days away from Thanksgiving. And if you're days away from Thanksgiving, that means you're days away plus one from African-American Friday, mm. which means uh, it's time to shop. Um. So, which means that you come to Bracargo to get your Bracargo's buyer's guide, baby. Yep. Yeah, so, that, that's so that's right. happening. That's right. So like, we'll, so we'll be talking about all three consoles and uh, where you should be putting your dollars, you know? Um, and, uh, but before we get, 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 get into that, I want to give a quick shout to con C for episode two sixty two, um, where we, you know, dug into red dead more yeah. and we, talk more about the uh diablo immortals announcement at uh, blizzardcon and like whether companies are sort of in tune with their hardcore fans um and cod talked a bunch about fallout 76 beta which yeah the full version is released now i haven't gotten a chance to dig into it but uh Ka, i'm sure when he comes back on um he'll definitely share his uh thoughts on that as well um but i want to get started with the big news that's basically breaking today yeah. Um and it's big enough that it kind of knocked everything everything else off its kilter. Mm-hmm. Um and I must say that this happened <laughs> because of a reef nostication. Okay? This was not Reef Stradamus is okay. in the building. Yeah, Reef Reef Stradamus shifted the sands of time. That is correct. Um to make this happen and what that happened is, is that Sony Corporation, uh, attendee of, of E3 for 24 years, that's including yes. CES, uh, is skipping E3 for the first time right. in 24 years. Wow. Complete, well, skipping it in terms of like no press conference and no booth. I'm sure they'll still have, you know, executives there for private meeting, you know, you know oh, like, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like like the same way that like Nintendo does. Like well, actually, it's different. Nintendo from, has yeah, yeah. Nintendo has significant. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Floor, yeah. 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 I, I should correct that because state. all Nintendo dropped with the press conference. They still have a right. massive booth and all that stuff. Sony's dropping right. the booth right. and the conference. Right. Um. But but like I'm just saying, I'm sure that they'll still have like their meeting rooms and meet with third parties and like that kind of stuff. But this is a huge deal. I mean, yeah, you know, obviously, like, Microsoft is still there, but, you know, they moved all their stuff to the LA Live stuff. Obviously, right. EA has their own EA Play thing. Right. Um, 
you know, so like, you know, this kind of Activision, sh- Activision hasn't been there. Right. In the last yeah. two years. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you, you know, um, technically the other companies like Bethesda and like Ubi, even though they're like, they're, they're there, they, they have their own events. Right. So they could technically pull out the same way. So this, you know, some people are saying this is another blow to the traditional trade show and saying, is it relevant enough for these companies to spend literally billions of dollars to, right. to go to yeah, yeah. pay everybody and set up yeah, these booths and all that shit? Because yeah. it costs a lot of money. And it's like, is it like worth it? Is it, you know, um, is it a sign of E of E3 going down? Or as some other people have been speculating, speculating because sony is also not having their own conference psx is this really them just buckling down on the ps5 and realizing that they you know don't really have a lot to show outside of the games from last year which still haven't come out yet right by the way right uh and they just need to buckle down and not show anything um until they have some ps5 stuff which is rumored for t- 2020 so right. see do you think this is a mark on, on e3 or or do you think that they're just strategizing for the ps5 or like a little or a little bit of both i think it's as much the former as it is the latter and maybe even more of the former than it is the latter um you know it, it the reason they didn't have psx this year is because they really didn't have anything to show presumably um the reason that you are correct or one of the reasons that you are correct uh reef and your reef reef's ways and nature is because they won't have much to show uh from from the perspective of first party games uh i think that uh, and we'll you know we'll kind of get into that um this you know during during the course of the show i think they've pretty much shot their load if if everything is um if all the speculation is true about the new console uh um i wonder what it's going to be called um maybe <laughs> you know make make station live um maybe the but, playstation infinite oh yeah maybe <laughs> maybe they'll b- borrow the right. infinite title that yes. you've been Parading yes, for Microsoft. Parading around, right. <laughs> Maybe. The, PS, the PSI? Yeah, um. the PSI. It's a, hey, PSI is pressure it's per pressure. square inch. Yeah, so we're bringing correct. the pressure with that's the new right. console. That Sony, right. that's a free idea. Free there idea. <laughs> PSI. Love Bricago. Um <laughs> So, um, yeah, like, they don't... If, if the rumors are true... Um, if the rumors are to be believed that that the PS5 is coming in 2020, then it doesn't make a lot of sense um, to go out and spend the tens of millions of dollars that it would take to uh, to do what Sony could. Sony can't, you know, Sony can't come and grab two two booth spaces at e3 right like if sony's gonna be there they have to be there they oh have yeah to they do, gotta be there they have a footprint right there. right they have to do everything that they do they would have to have a uh you know a presentation you know all of those things have to happen uh and if you're not gonna do those things then you might as well pull out 
And if you don't have anything really to show, then you might as well pull out. And the games that they had this year were, you know, far and away the best, the best games, probably the best games of, of the best first party lineup of their generation, uh, this year. Um, you know, and one can, you know, one can argue that one way or the other, but I, you know, I, I would, I would stand, stand behind that. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then, you know, what you've got left is days gone basically by itself, uh, and a Final Fantasy remake, presu- you know, presumably, um, because you're not going to get the Kojima game this generation. Um, so that's, that's it. No, no, that's they it. they had that other samurai game. Uh, oh yes, that's right, that's right. Yeah, whatever, the, whatever that name of that like game the one is. that that looked like when I saw it, I was like, that's on a PS Five. <laughs> right. I, yeah. I mean, Red Dead looks really good. Trust me. I mean, their games look really good. That game right. looked fucking yeah. supernaturally good. Yes, it did. Yeah. It did. It it really looked great. Um, and uh, yeah. So I, yeah, I forgot about that game. Uh, Dreams also. So th- I mean, there are games that are coming, um, but I don't. You know, I just don't know uh, if that's enough. Well, part of it is we've already seen those games, right? We know they're coming, so there aren't any any new surprises. I don't think that they can come out and really kind of wow the crowd um, with with something new. Uh, and, and, you know, and it's not worth it to rehash titles that they already had when they could just make announcements for those. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So why, you know, why waste the money? Yeah. So I think it's more about e- I think it's more uh, against E3 than strategizing. Hmm. I've been I mean, the reason I made that prediction was because I think E3 and not just E3 specifically, the concept of that kind of show is dying. You know, like, you know, originally it was, you know, obviously to connect buyers of, you know, uh, Toys R Us and uh, KB and, you know, pre-GameStop, you know, it was. Right, EB Games. Yeah, exactly. It was was to connect like Software, et cetera, you know, (laughs) Funko Land, you know, all all these things. Toys R Us, right. right, Um, And it kind of morphed into this thing where it was more about the media and the stockholders and getting them excited about the uh the uh, new uh, products and now it's like that plus the consumer angle it's like getting like them in right? right um but i think that we're finally at a time where last e3 everything was on twitch you right. know what i'm saying you could watch everything and i think that's how it's going to be i think that these companies are going to put more of their t- resources and say yo instead of spending millions and billions of dollars sending everyone there and like setting up a, a booth, let's do our own thing, live stream it, and we can fucking like release some of these produced demos, you know, as time limited things on the uh, on the on the uh, store. You know, um, I, I liked what Nintendo did a couple years ago, where they put the E3 demos at Best Buy for like a limited time, so you could go. Right. And like, you know, and, and like, it was like being at E3, like there was someone that guided you through the shit, you know, like they didn't just give it to you and let you go ham, you know? Right. So, I, so I'm hoping that there's more creative things that companies like Sony think about to like, I reach people. You don't need this big ass conference um, that is just there because it has always been there. It's almost mm-hmm. there because of like the tradition right. of having just it. Inertia. Yeah. And shit has changed. Like, 
And you know, I was I was I was talking to um Tony Polanco on uh Twitter and like I was yeah. saying like you know, the original argument for this was well, this is the one time a year where the media you know, covers games. That used to right. be like like the old argument to uh, keeping this was, you know, like this is how, you know, Johnny who uh, never sees games, you know, this is how they find out stuff. And like this is how, you, you know, when when a mom is watching the news, you know, this is how she finds right. out about stuff and goes and buys it. But I'm like, nah, not, not when Red Dead is the biggest entertainment opening of all time. Not when everyone knows what the fuck Fortnite is. Like, right, gaming sure. now is so part of mainstream. You don't need a show like this to center it out. So, you know, I think this is great. You know, I, I think it's necessary. And I think it's going to take a long time for E3 to die down because there's a lot of people invested in, like, having that show there. Right. Um, but I think that this is one of the big, big uh, things. So... Expect Microsoft, uh, you know, when we come to our our predictions, don't be surprised if I s- extend my Microsoft pers- uh, uh, prediction by a year. Because I think if Microsoft sees that Sony isn't there and it doesn't negatively affect them, Microsoft is gone. You know what I mean? Oh, man, I don't know about that. I think that uh, Microsoft is is really, at this point right now, they're about trying to win hearts and minds, and and it's easy it's easier to control the conversation if you don't have any competition, and, it, you know, of no fault of your own. So if you can go out there and have a great presentation, um, because I think over the last three or four years, you if you look at the pre, the Microsoft presentations in a vacuum, you walk out saying, oh, man, they really did, a, you know, they did a phenomenal job. They went out yeah. and did the things. I think that when you get the hot takes after the Microsoft presser, after every E3, the people are saying they did the things that they needed to do in order to court the gamers. And then a few hours later, Sony comes out and they have a bunch of fantastic trailers. Uh, oh, yeah. Forgot about The Last of Us, too. Uh, which hasn't released yet. Yeah, but, but no, uh, that that that'll be a PS4 game. I'm pretty sure. Right. Yeah, that's a PS4 game. But uh, yeah, as as games games that uh, still have yet to release on the PS4 that they still can talk about. But again, it's another game that we've seen. Um, as I was saying, you know, Sony comes out with these uh, just unbelievably beautiful trailers, uh, and and gameplay ish moments of of things that occur during their you know in, for their games with no with you know nary a release date on you know on any of these game trailers and everybody is wowed by the prettiness of it all um by the spectacle of it all um and you know this happens year after year and microsoft is kind of left holding the bag because you know they did the things that people said that they needed to do but they didn't have the you know that wow factor um and that's you know that's been their problem this entire generation they just haven't had that wow factor to really kind of control the conversation going into the first day of e3 sony always takes the takes the the wind out of their sails um without sony there they don't have to worry about that happening yeah but do they get okay i could if it i i didn't think of the hearts and minds argument 
in that case, yes, I I can see that for sure because I agree they're still trying to get in the good graces of uh, of, of of a set of gamers. Um, I wouldn't say everyone, but there's right. definitely a set of gamers that are still mad at them and still like you know. Um, but I don't know if that's worth all the fucking money it takes to go there, man. Huh? Well, you know, I, I, I know it's Microsoft. I know they got they it. got money. They I know they, they got, got it. it. Right. But I feel like that these big companies tend to follow if they notice someone else is able to do some get a similar result without any money. And I could see them just just I can see their executives like, yo. Sony dropped out of this shit, and they're still, you know, leading us, you know, by like whatever, like like right. why are we in this? So, so yeah, I, I if it's hearts and minds, I'm good, but I, I can see the financial part of it, um, kind of giving way if like the execs yeah. are, are are like really pushing it. So, what I, what do you think about the relevancy of E3 in general? Um, you know, well, I know like, you've already kind of said that. Yeah, I've already said it's, it, it's in as it's it's. I don't think it's irrelevant, but I think okay. that it is it has outlived its usefulness. So you As, think it's re- the premier American show? Yeah, I don't it's, I don't think that matters as much anymore. I think our media and like not just games, like our media has changed where um we don't follow like American culture is not dominated by like everybody doesn't watch Walter Cronkite for news. You right. know what I'm saying? Everybody doesn't like watch the same sitcoms anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, people get into their little things and they watch on demand and they kind of follow individual personalities. I think more people get their gaming news from people like fucking Ninja and shit like that. Than, right, right. Angry than, Joe. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then in like Jim Sterling and all that stuff, right. then needing, this major, major show to break stuff because stuff gets broken every day, you know, on the internet. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think that premiere thing where everybody holds their information, um, to get the biggest splash and stuff. I, I, I think that's outliving its usefulness, um, um, for that. Now, if it's just, and I think that the ESA realizes that, which is why they're inviting, consumers in because i think they're trying to take a lead from things like packs and and transform this into like hey get a chance to play the latest games here you know so it's turning more into that um which is like cool but that's a different conference like that's not e3 as we know it yeah you know so it's a funny it's a funny thing about e3 um you know, I feel like I still feel like uh, it is the definitive place to hear about games uh, once a year, uh, and and um, and it is if you are a gamer, it is the place that you want to go and you want to be seen and kind of you know want to experience. Um, but the more I talk to younger gamers, gamers that are. 20 something and younger the more often people that i know play games and you know and play them often mm-hmm. uh the the ratio of people that i would say 
know what E3 is, is 20 or 30 percent of yeah, of like actual, you know, quote unquote, hardcore gamers. Right. Um, so so, yes. So there is there definitely is a level of, um, uh, you know, or lack of relevance for for a for a demographic of gamers. Um, but, you know, for for them, they also don't you know, they don't read IGN. They don't read games news. They don't know about games that are coming out unless their favorite uh, cadre of YouTube celebrities yes. yeah. um, are talking about it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and you, and you talked about Ninja and, we, you know, Angry Joe and, and John Sterling and all of these people. Um, I think while I think you're right, you know, that this is where people are getting their news information from, I think shows like E3 are relevant to people like them, though, because they, they it is impossible as as big as Jim Sterling is. It is impossible for Jim Sterling to be able to meet with each and every one of the most important, um, you know, uh, publishers and game developers uh, that he would want to reach and and games that he'd want to play over the course of a year if uh, conferences like E3 didn't exist. He can't invite them all to his show and discovery of these games would just be such a problem. There's only so many PR emails that you can read in the course of a week. Um, That's what they do the rest of the year. Like that's like they all talk to, to these companies all the time. Yes. Like it's not like they only talk at E3. Now like No, no. Now I agree E3 is a networking and you could get the face to face and get introduced to like new people for sure. Right. But um I don't think that's enough of a reason for uh for conference. it to ex- to for it to exist. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, there's other Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's a reason for things for more specific things like GDC. You know, um, and, you know, um, um, shit, I'm blanking on uh, the Tokyo Game Show. Right. Um, GGS, you know, like, right. I think there's reasons right. for, the, for for that stuff. And, mm-hmm. and, and and I think that those are other avenue, other places where those kind of relationships can be introduced and maintained. I just think E3 in itself is... Um, I see right. what you're but, saying. But, yeah, but to, you know what is to, to me is it's it's that that is a that is not something that cannot be overcome, I guess is what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I don't I mean I don't think it's yeah, I don't think it's it's uh it's this is some insurmountable like you know that that uh E3 is is something that is uh essential to the, you know, if, if it went away that it would, it would just cripple, you know, fundamentally cripple the games media industry, <laughs> um, or the games industry at large. But I do think that there is there, I think people are, are, uh, downplaying the importance of the, of that conference. Um, and, you know, and yes, uh, a, a, 
when you lose an anchor store, because this, I mean, this is basically that, like, if we're going to use an analogy that I think is apt, this is one of the anchor stores leaving the mall. Right. Damn, this is, you know, just so, like Macy's bouncing out. Right. Macy's is bouncing. Macy's is bouncing from your mall. Um, and now, you know, all you have left is I, I was going to say Sears, but that would be a bad. Yeah, nah. <laughs> that would be a bad analogy to use. Was, now, yeah, yeah, all you got is Best Buy. Like Best Buy is the other anchor store. Um, yeah, retail, I was about to say. Retail was, is fucked, y'all. Retail I was like, have you been fucked. to that Gurney uh, Sears? <laughs> right, right. Uh, it's, it's, it's bad news. The mall <laughs> is bad news. Real t- retail is 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 in dire straits, guys. Um, but yeah, but. Uh, if we if we don't deep uh, dive deep into the the mall analogy, this is like one of the anchor stores leaving the mall, uh, and then you've got to figure out who can you prop up in that anchor space to be you know to make them an an anchor space. I, I think uh, the funniest tweet that that came out of this um, that Reef you you showed me was from. Uh, from Brian Altano of of IGN, <laughs> yeah, yeah. aka Agent Bizzle on Twitter. Um, Yo, Brian, come to the show. Um, and it was basically what the floor plan of E3 will look like, and it was just like seventy five percent Fortnite, um, <laughs> a petting zoo. Uh, Konami has a small space, uh, uh, an actual T Mobile store, and then like. Twenty uh, percent was hamburger and hot dog stand, you know. Like that's that is that really will be E three next year. Um, uh, low key, it was almost E three this year um, because Fortnite Fortnite had like a third of the South Hall. Um, so it was it was kind of wild. Now was it like epic in general or like no? Just it was it? it was Fortnite. <laughs> God. It was Fortnite. Um, I wish I like I was just so, I was running around and the spectacle of it all was just so ridiculous that I didn't take any pictures. But I I'm kicking myself for not taking any pictures. There was a full size school school bus right in in mm-hmm. the area in there. There was a two story structure that they had and a hot air balloon. Oh, my God. Right. Along with stuff for like people playing and, and, you know, and they were playing Fortnite. People were playing Fortnite all across E3. Oh, for sure. But, but like, you know, on TVs and all this other stuff. Um, but yeah, Fortnite by itself had like a third of, of the whole. So, but so, so that's a good point though. That kind of shit, I don't think that shit is, is as important anymore. Like the booth. Having right. this big crazy, it's fun, but yeah, like, no, no, it it's yeah. it's absolutely fun. But the idea before it was like going anywhere. You wanted to attract the eyes of people, and then that meant your game got more. Co- you know, it was more apt to get coverage. And I just don't think that's as important anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, but it's it's you know, yeah. As 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 I said, it'll take a long time. It'll still be on for honestly. If it's on for another ten years, I wouldn't be surprised. Wow. Okay. Um, just right. because there's a lot of powerful people that want it to succeed. Sure. Um, but you know, it's you know, it's like out there. Um, sure. So, uh, what's also out there, and I'm not as good at segues as C is, but <laughs> what's also out That's there um, 
are some of the some of the uh, nominees for uh, our buddy Jeff Keeley's uh, Game Awards, um, which yes. were released this week. Um, one thing I like about it is they they have a public Discord where you can basically vote in the Discord, um, nice. which is pretty cool. Um, and I'm gonna read off some of the ones that have generated some talk and some buzz. Um, the, the main one is, of course, Game of the Year. Um, so the nominees for Game of the Year are Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Celeste, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, Monster Hunter World, and Red Dead Redemption 2. And I heard a couple of things where people were really, uh, you know, a little puzzled at this one. One is people felt Red Dead just came out. Right. And my thing is, you know, the journalists that make these lists, I'm pretty sure they already played through the whole thing and, right. you know, have that thing. So, so I don't think that's a good argument. Uh, you know, it's, it's the same way how movie, you know, when you watch the, you know, like the right. Emmys and Oscars or whatever, there's movies there's that just a cutoff. came out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, um, people were also a little amazed that Monster Hunter World, um, was in the game of the year suggestion. Now, when Monster Hunter World originally came out, it was everywhere. Like people were obsessed yeah. with that game. It was all over Twitch. Yeah. Um. You know, it was really the first kind of, I guess, mainstream American Monster Hunter game because obviously Monster Hunter has been around for a long time. Um. Right. Mostly as of late on uh, on Nintendo consoles like the Wii, the Wii U, and the 3DS and the Switch and stuff. So like this, this is the first kind of like PS4, X, Xbox One version of this game and. It caught on, and it caught on for, like, a good bit. So I thought I didn't even blink twice when I saw it here because, like, some people love that game, and they still play it because you can play it forever. You, you know, you just keep leveling up and fighting more powerful monsters. Um, but there were definitely some people that were like, yo, why the fuck is this game here with the likes of, you know, God of War and Red Dead and, 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 and like, all that stuff. So um, did you get a chance to play some Monster Hunter? And if so... Do you, do you think that it fits the caliber of uh, this group of games? So um, I will say no, but yes, it does. Um, because everything that you said uh, is true. That like the conversation are around both online and offline uh, that I heard about Monster Hunter was was talking about how remarkable that game was. That they you know that people weren't expecting um, a lot from it. And what they what they received from that game was was well beyond their their wildest expectations for that game. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and it's, you know, it surpassed them all in, in the most pleasant of ways. So, um, yeah, like I don't understand. And, and, and this happens, I guess. Uh, uh, Keeley has been trying to fight and, you know, fight the good fight for relevancy um, you know, for video games relevancy in, in the award space. And I think we finally have, we've, we've hit that point where, uh, people start doing the thing with video game nominations that they did with movie nominations where, mm-hmm. um, you know, where a movie that comes out early in the year, um, is looked down upon because it's been so long. Right. Yes. Since since that movie, um, you know, since that movie was in the zeitgeist, was in yeah. the conversation and they forget what the conversation was, what the buzz was 
in that moment. And, you know, and that sweet spot seems to be like halfway through to three quarters through the year. Yeah. And that's that's when all the big games used to drop. Right. That is where the that's where the movie nominees really lie. And that is where the game nominees, that is where you hear the, the fewest complaints about the game nominees. Because again, a game like Red Dead Redemption 2, which of course, like before it comes out, of course, everyone, you know, the same people that are arguing it's too early to, to nominate it as game of the year are the same people that said at the beginning of the year, like, oh, these are the games that are coming out. Red Dead Redemption 2 is one of those games. What do you think the game of the year is going to be? Red Dead Redemption 2 was going to be on a hundred percent of everyone's list. Because it's, you know, it's Rockstar, it's Red Dead, it's been in the making for eight years, they have unlimited budget, of course it's going to be phenomenal, right? Yeah, and, so, and they work people so, a thousand hours a day. Right, right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. All of, the, all of those things, right? Yeah. So, and because of those things, um, it makes sense, and, you know, and, and, and people's, people's discussions about the game specifically here, people's discussions about the game and its um, fun factor aside, no one can argue technically it is one of the most remarkable games that they have ever played. You're talking about um, uh, Red, 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 Red Dead. Yeah, Red Dead 2. Okay. Um, so, well, yeah, you know, but, but, but like I'm talking more about Monster Hunter though. Like, you, you oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. I'm, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, to me, I think the Monster Hunter conversation is moot. I think it's you know I think it okay. it really falls into the to to the point where the game was so long ago. There have been so many games that have come out, and and you know and to be quite frank, the games that that uh, preceded it were were definitely better games. I think objectively better games. Over the course of the season, over the course of the year, but I think that Monster Hunter did a Monster Hunter World did a great job of setting gamers' expectations for what the bar is um, for great games this year in 2018. I think it is of the games that are listed uh, in the Game of the Year discussion. I think it is the 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 fifth fifth best game. But it is definitely amongst those games. Well, yeah, to be nominated is, is yeah. an honor for sure. And yeah, right. I think yeah, like you said, that sweet spot used to be summer, you know, which is. But now it's like great games come out all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. Like oh, yeah, uh, yeah. last year, you know, when, when Resident Evil dropped in January, right? Everybody was like, "Yo, it's too early." But right. that shit was on a lot of people's game of the year th- things uh, too. And like the the year before, when Oxenfree dropped. Right, early. right. I mean, like it was an indie right. game, obviously, but right. still, like, you know, right. Celeste also dropped dropped up early, and I remember after I played that, I had to write it down because I was like, I don't want to forget this when it, when it comes at the uh, end of the year. Right. Um, I'll tell you one thing that annoys me about awards in general, award shows okay. in general, and the same thing happens here. I understand your game of the year picks. You know, these are your favorite games of uh, the year. Fine. Why is the same couple games always nominated in everything? Yeah. Just because it's your game of the year does not mean it also has to be best audio design, best performance, uh, best best, uh, music, best art direction, best narrative, best game direction. It's almost like the same group of games in everything. 
And the right. same thing happens in movies and right. even in music with the Grammys and shit. Like, like it's like the favorites. You mm-hmm. like the favorites are also also like they can't excel in everything. And I don't even think they should be, be nominated good at in everything. everything. Yeah, and like right. I don't even think they should be nominated in everything. Like, like Spider Man, Red Dead, and God of War are nominated in almost every category. And like I'm but, like it. But but it's like that all the time, every time. It, it well, and you know, and again, it it only goes back to to further cement the point that I was making that that we've you know we've reached a point now with the game awards that is that it is like every other award show, um, that you know that they've reached reached some level of parity with with the classic award shows where. There is a darling for the, you know, for the, the motion picture academy. And that, you know, that movie, the, the movie that everyone presumes is going to be the, 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 uh, presumptive winner of the best picture award has also been nominated in six or seven other categories. I know that costume, special effects, score, direction, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. They've, you know, it's it, it's all over the place. And but, you know, I've got to argue, um, you know, like, I understand what you're saying, but I've got to argue, like, was the music in in uh, Spider-Man some of the best that you heard this year? No, I would say I know no. for you. No, no. I thought the score was fantastic. I thought it was fantastic, um, too. But so, so the reason I don't like this is because there are other games that. The music might be the only good thing about him, and the rest. <laughs> That's fair, right? Right. And the rest but, of the game is not as good. And I feel like right. if you nominate these big games and everything, it does not give other games their due. That's what sure. I don't like about it. Is okay. It, I don't think it shows the breadth of the, uh, the gaming of in the year. Right. Right. Yeah. You yeah, know, sure. if like you nominate the same group for like you know eight categories, right? Um. Yeah, it's just something that like always bothered me, and and like I know that I might be a little alone in that in general because people don't seem to have a problem with it. But in in just like looking through it, I'm just like, yo, like it can't be, <laughs> can't have it all, right? You know. Um, another thing. Now, I did not play Detroit Become Human right. um, because it just didn't look good, and you know, as much as I liked Heavy Rain, um, that was probably the only. David Cage game that I've liked. Um, but Detroit Human was nominated in Best Narrative. And I heard a lot of people on Twitter going off on that yeah. because apparently the game has a really shitty narrative. Uh, from what I've heard about it, well, now I know that that's subjective, uh, right. subjective obviously. Um, but from what I've heard, there's a lot of uh, really bad comparisons of Android rights to civil rights. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of like the Deus Ex Mankind Divided, uh, right, right. you know, the uh, mm-hmm. mechanical apartheid yes. shit that they had. <laughs> like, it's kind of like on that level of uh, stuff. Right. So so I was pretty surprised to to see that there. Um, again, next to, you know, God of War, Spider-Man, and uh, Red Dead. So, you know. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, so, so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was a... Uh, I don't know. I I know that you didn't get a chance to play uh, Detroit. It's like one of those right. games where if it comes on like PS Plus, like I'll play. Yeah, it or something. yeah, but, I'll I'll pick it up. Um, I did have fun playing the demo. Um, it was a game that I was able to uh, sit and play with. I think 
I think, yeah, my partner and I were sitting down and, and she was giving some suggestions about things that we should do. And we played through it a bunch of times and, and, yes. you know, and had, had fun, uh, doing that. But again, you know, I did hear about, uh, some of the problematic por- portions of the narrative, but that is part and parcel with, with getting a David Cage game, um, you know, uh, for, for better or for worse. Um, I think one of the things that is interesting, and we, you know, we kind of had a, a conversation about this last year, uh, around the same time about best ongoing game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that you were saying off, off mic that you were not happy with this category yeah. this year. And, and, you know, and I, I appreciate the argument that you made, um, for removing it. And I, I would, I guess my suggestion would be, to make it a less frequent thing, but why don't you explain why you don't like this? So you and I famously, or, you know, not so famously, famously, (laughs) right. You you and I last year, when we had this conversation about best ongoing game, were definitely pro best ongoing game. Uh, The best ongoing game category was a new category added last year. Uh, Khalif did not like it. Um, and we argued, uh, successfully for its inclusion. Uh, yeah. and he settled on it, him not liking the name of the yeah. category. Um, and, and said that if we were going to do it, it would be called, I can't quit you. Um, <laughs> it'd be the, I can't quit you category. But, um, why don't you like the best one going? Yeah. So I've kind of switched on that. And I think right. it's because. When I look at the list of nominees this year, it's pretty much the same, you know? Um, And I know that there's going to be more and more of these games that come out. Like, for example, Fallout 76 just came out. That could potentially be something that they continue to develop as a a game that they want to, like, last a while. Like, Anthem is down the pipeline. That's definitely something that... Bioware is like trying to make into that, like uh, Division 2 and, you know, there's probably going to be another Destiny and all that kind of shit. So I know that there's going to be more games like this, but to see almost the exact same games, um, you know, Overwatch and and Destiny and like Rainbow Six, like I'm just like, what's the use of the category? Um I don't know what they can do about it, though, because I do like the fact that, that they're trying to acknowledge games that are not brand new. Um, but I think they should just, instead of saying best ongoing game, just do something that's like best expansion or best DLC. Yeah, I mean, but that opens, you know, that opens yeah, that up I think it to should a open lot of different things. I think it should open um, it up, though. I think it should be something that's about what's the best new piece of content released for a game. Release for a, for a game that's already been yeah because like all these ongoing games they all have new content that comes out right right like that's the only reason th- that they're you know I I feel like the best ongoing games anyway are the ones that have new like content like yeah yeah right you're not gonna just have the yeah. same vanilla the vanilla experience yeah yeah a year, yeah, a year yeah down like, the line and, yeah and, like uh, yeah. Overwatch just had an awesome Halloween event and they're right. you know. Um, Destiny 2 obviously had like Forsaken drop. Um, Fortnite, I don't Fortnite. know a lot about Fortnite. I don't play, but I know that. Yeah, I know that they. Yeah, they, they, yeah. they release a lot of content. And one thing yeah. I found out about Fortnite that I was not aware of, and I, I remember this from like old school MMOs and shit. They have these like 
shared world events yeah. where where it's like yeah. be on a server at this time mm-hmm. and everybody playing will see some shit happen. Like that's like some mm-hmm. shit out of like EverQuest or something. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's not something that you see in the Destinies and these right. other games. You know, so I almost wish that like they had like uh, Forsaken and that No Man's Sky underwater update, you know? Like, right. I feel like that would be dope. And have that shit go against, like, you know, like the DLCs for, you know, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Or, right, or like right. the DLCs for, you know, like Shadow Tomb Raider just came out with right. like a one. That would be a more interesting category to me, not just what game still has the servers on. best servers yeah best best servers azure uh, right right right. yes um Um, yeah so what uh there are a couple of new categories um and in a whole new subsection uh, so best indie game I think was there before yeah yeah it was there but best student game is a is a new category and best debut indie game is a new category yes yes that Um, is which i think is dope yeah i think that's a dope category um the only game i played out of these was yoku's island express which was like Mm -hmm. very very fun um did not play the messenger i know a lot of people talked about that game yes this year and i actually think i own it i think but like i have not played it um okay. so I definitely want to try to play that before I bounce. I think they need to drop this fucking content creator of the year shit. Like yeah. I just Yeah, it's it's really just problematic person of the year. Like I it's really all, well the thing I don't like about it is I would prefer it if it was like best new vo- new content like right. something like that. Like why give more attention to these people that already have 5 billion followers and make sure. thousands of dollars a month to be racist sure. you know sure. like like uh i i don't know like i okay great like ninja is up for another fucking award i, I right. i'm not a fan of that but you know yeah um i i mean i i definitely hear what you're saying um i do appreciate um humanizing characters um because you know all of these people's at at some level are personas um and and uh recognizing them recognizing their hard work whether you like what they do or not is is an opportunity to to humanize these people and i think that we get very earnest and heartfelt uh acceptance speeches from those people specifically i think about I think I, I I think about I think about Greg Miller's acceptance speech from the very first one. Okay. Um, yes. That uh, wasn't that different. Wasn't that a different category? Or was that no? It was one? like yeah. It was like influencer or something like that. It was you know. It was essentially the same. Okay. Yeah. Same yes. Category. That was great. I agree with you there. Right. But I feel like that's different for some reason. But right. And then, but yeah. This know, is... I think you know Doctor Disrespect when he when he jumped on. Um, I thought his I thought his acceptance speech was was pretty good. Um, and you know, and again, yeah. it, it really is. It really depends on the preference of of the person. And and you know, a lot of these guys are very problematic. I you know I'm, I wouldn't be the I'd be the first person to say that. But but it's it's time, not even about the problematic stuff to me. It's more just like I'd rather highlight new and upcoming I, shit. Hundred percent. Or or if you want to have have these, why not do something like 
best charity event. Sure. You know, like sure. I, like Ninja's done these huge things where he's like r- r- raised money. Obviously, you know, there's these, like the summer games done quick. They raise a, t- a ton of money. Right. Extra Life right. w- raises money. I would like to hear about that kind of shit. And then they could be on that if they produce. I don't know. I just right. like. Okay. I'm just against okay. giving these people more attention. They already right. have all the attention. Right. right. I, 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 I mean, I can definitely see yeah. that. I can appreciate so, that perspective. And if that makes me a hater, then. The other subsection of categories, this is this is a big deal to me, is the esports awards. So they're mm-hmm. like there it's like a secondary award. It's like award inception. Um where there are esports awards where there are esports uh categories within the esports awards within the game awards. Um, so, you know, best esports game, best esports player, best esports team, coach, event, host, moment. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so like all of these things are going to be represented, uh, in the game awards. And this is, you know, yet another aspect of gaming culture, uh, that hasn't really been represented in the award space. I don't think it's ever been, a, uh, represented in the award space before. What do you think about, uh, esports getting its time in the uh, bow tie bow tie shine. Oh, I think it's great. I think it's definitely needed. I mean, esports are you know, like I said, like they've been trying to push this for years now. I think it's good for them to get that like respect, you know, in terms of being shown on major channels and having things like Overwatch League and that kind of shit, you know, really popping off. So I think it's only fair to have that. Um, um, and I think that hopefully that could be something to get some of these uh, owners, you know, because as we said, like there's, you know, Jordan, Michael Jordan now is in it. Right. You know, obviously there's like been, um, you know, like, like uh, Shaq and other people. Right. Rick um, Fox. And, yeah. Yeah. And like Jared Rick Fox yeah. have like been in it for, for like a while. So I think that that's another way to, to, um, you know, get, a wider variety of like people that don't consider themselves gamers involved in the shit. Mm-hmm. So I like it. I like it. Okay. All right. Um, all right. All right. So I think now, yes, we want to jump into the buyer's guide. Yeah. Uh, so this is where every year, um, usually it's three of us, but now it's just two and that's cool. We talk about, uh, Microsoft, Sony and, and Nintendo. Um, we kind of talk about what their offerings are, um, and you know, why we feel like that, um, it'll be a, uh, good pickup. Yeah. Um, so, so why don't we, let's see, who should we start with? Why don't we actually start with Sony? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think, so usually what we do is we each, each of us pick a console or you know kind of take the console we nat- naturally gravitate towards mm-hmm. and and give that give the uh they make the case for why that is the console that you should spend your hard-earned Bricago bucks on uh this holiday season for sure uh, but yeah but since Kai is not around to represent sony we will represent sony on his behalf kind of like accepting the award on his behalf <laughs> um <laughs> 
So, um, yeah, I guess I will. I, I I'll start it off. Um, sure. By talking about why why Sony should be the console uh, that you buy this this uh, this holiday season, um, and it really comes down to one thing: games. Um, you know, I think the the overall the best best big budget AAA gaming experiences that you could only play in one place happened on the PlayStation console. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, between, between God of War, uh, and Spider-Man, I, I don't think that there were two AAA, um, first party titles that could match that lineup. Um, and, you know, I, there were definitely some other ones that were littered, uh, amongst that. I forget mm-hmm. what they are, but, but, um, I found myself turning my PlayStation on more this year than I ever have and having great experiences playing playing on my PlayStation uh this year I got a a PlayStation 4 Pro um it is a remarkable console it looks really great uh it is um a, a fun design I definitely do think that there are benefits to the the UI of of the PlayStation of of Sony's platform, and um, they do more interesting things with their console with their controllers uh, than anybody else does. Well, I take that back. Uh, they do interesting things that I like with their <laughs> with their controllers more so than any other company. Um, and and yeah, so I mean, really, when you buy when you're buying a gaming console, um, it really is about playing games and the place where you can play the best games only available there is the Sony console. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I, absolutely uh, Spider Man, you know, and like God of War, and if you haven't played it either games like horizon zero dawn as well right right. um you know uh still are marquee games you know um and also the recently released uh tetris effect which i have not played but people are going crazy over this game especially the uh vr part of it um i think that yeah sony's done a great job of locking down exclusive content um and I also think that the updates that Sony have been making to the operating system to like the UI has made it a lot fast, a lot faster system. It like boots up quicker. I can move through it a lot faster than I used mm-hmm. to when I first got it. So I think that they've really been doing a lot of work, sort of like the under the hood opt- optimizations. Um, right. And I really appreciated that a lot. Um, and I think that with um, their uh, share functionality as well yeah. um, has been improved too. Like I can just really easily do f- like the photos and videos, and I can I can press the button, trim them directly, and like send them off. Um, and most of the time, when I see clips shared online, they're Sony clips. And obviously, you can right. do the same thing on Microsoft. But I think the reason that you see a lot of them as Sony is obviously number one, the market penetration, but, right. <laughs> um, but like, uh, also easy because use. it's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's just super easy. 
you know, and like when they designed that share button, that's, that's, that's what they meant, you know, was like, we're going to make it as easy as possible for you to advertise for us, you know? Um, I've also been uh, messing around a little bit with uh, remote play on Sony. Mm. Um, So if you don't know, if you have a computer or a laptop on the same internet connection, you can download a free app and plug in a controller and you can remotely play anything on the PS4. Now, obviously you need a good internet connection to support that. Um, especially if you're trying to like get it over in 1080 or I don't know if it supports four. I don't know if it supports 4k. Um, I doubt it. But like the point is, you know, I've been in my room and been able to play on my laptop, you know, um, which is cool, you know, because if, you know, if uh, my partner is using the, um, the main TV that has the, the, uh, playstation on it uh normally i would go and take that and plug it into my computer and then do it but now i can just boot it up and it like plays really really well um i also want to commend uh playstation plus the uh recent games that they've been like releasing they've been releasing some really really solid games on like ps plus and when i look over the games that came out since the last buyer's guide you really, if you, if like, you really don't have to buy a lot of games, right. you know, if you subscribe to, to like PS plus, I mean, like they just dropped the like Friday, the 13th game with like all right. that like DLC stuff, obviously like, uh, like, uh, destiny two was like, a just free, um, you know, and there's just a lot, a lot of great games that they release on that thing. And it's, and it's not only, triple a games also just like indie games you know right. um i think i last got a bullet storm and nice. and and uh yakuza kiwami um hmm. so like a a yakuza game so i've been really happy with you know their embracing of this model of like like will actually give you like good lengthy full ass games not just right. small games to bait you into buying them like i feel like they have a lot of faith in their product so they're willing to um not give it away for free cuz you're paying for the subscription model but right. like they're like willing to put some of their other games on that model um and like have that much confidence in their in their ecosystem and that stuff that you know that they don't think it's going to be too detrimental to them. So yeah, I, I think, I think PS4 is a good yeah. buy. It's a yeah. good buy. Yeah. Now, is it a good buy if PS5 is coming up soon? Who knows? <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, that's, that's a whole different thing. So yeah. Also, uh, will be heavily discounted, um, this holiday season. So if you're in the market for a PS4 and especially, uh, for a PS4 pro, there is a good chance you will get uh, a a really good deal. Yep. On a PS4 Pro. For sure. All right. So, uh who should go next? Uh I think Microsoft. I think we should talk Microsoft about Microsoft should go yeah, Microsoft should go. All right. So, um so all right. So, we're going to talk about uh the Microsoft uh Xbox One X, the uh formerly known as or should have been known as the Xbox One Infinite. Um, uh, all of these consoles have been out for over a year now, um, and we're 
you know, we're we're really starting to settle in and get an understanding of of for for Sony and Microsoft what these mid tier console generation boosts have been, and for for Nintendo what their new console is. Um, but so you know, we talked about Sony and we talked about games, um, and you know, we talked about uh, if you wanted to play games now. Uh, I'm going to talk about Microsoft and I'm going to talk about um, why. Bracagoans are smart consumers um, because because they care about today and that's important. You you care about today, um, but you also care about the future. Um, you 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 know you you care about uh, what your the legacy that you are leaving. Uh, not only Man, this is deep, uh, yeah. Not only to yourself, <laughs> but but to future generations. Wow, um, and that is, and that is why. You you want to go with Microsoft. You want to get an Xbox console um, because today, yes, there are great experiences on on the PlayStation right now, and no one can deny that there are great first party experiences on on the PlayStation right now. But your third party games, you can get a PlayStation for a great deal. Blah blah blah. That's wonderful. Um, but your third party games are going to look the best. They're going to play the best. They're going to respond the best on the Xbox one X today. Um, That's a fact that's, you know, we're not, you know, we're not, we're not drifting into hyperbole. That is a fact. We know that. Um, But also, like I said, we're going to talk about the future. We're also going to talk about the past a little, Um, you know, when you, enter a new gaming console generation you've got to say goodbye it is it is a bittersweet moment uh in your gaming life because you say you're saying hello to a lot of new experiences but traditionally historically that also meant that you were saying goodbye to some great experiences that you've had for the last five six seven years some of those ongoing games that we know and love you can no longer play well, Phil Spencer and uh, the people over at Microsoft said, no more. <laughs> you will you will always be able to play those past experiences on the Microsoft family of consoles. Um, you okay. can play OG, OG Xbox games. You can play Xbox 360 games. And you can play Xbox One games on your Xbox One S, your Xbox One, and your Xbox One X right now, today. And if they're on the X, those games, most of them, have been enhanced. So they are as close to 4K as they possibly can be. They will look and play better than you ever remember them playing. And going forward into the future, you will be able to play those games as well so we talk about the ps5 coming out potentially in 2020 maybe microsoft will also have a new console to announce in 2020 as well but Mm. guess what all you owners of the xbox one s and the xbox one x you'll still be able you'll be able to buy that software for your consoles and play it as well now it will play better on whatever the new iteration of the hardware is, but 
you don't lose those you don't lose those experiences you don't lose that software you don't lose your library you've got it now if you're a microsoft player if you're you're a microsoft consumer if you are downloading games for your microsoft family of consoles which also by the way includes the pc you will have those experiences forever uh no longer will you have to worry about whether or not you can play a game from yesteryear no longer will you have to worry about holding on to a console so you can plug it up to a TV so you can play a great game that you that you played a few years back that you and your friends uh, enjoyed in the dorm. You can just keep the whatever console you have and just load it. It's in your library. It is there. It is yours now. Um, and you get to keep it forever. The other thing about Microsoft is when you're buying a Microsoft console, right, and you're getting Xbox Live, you're not just buying a console. You're not buying a hardware, a piece of hardware. You're buying into a platform. So you're getting access to PC games via PC, uh, you know, b- via Xbox games play anywhere. Um, if you subscribe to Xbox Game Pass, you've got every first party game day and date. Included in the price of the subscription service, $120 a year or $10 a month, hundreds of games that are available to you just at, at your whim. The only thing you need to worry about is your data caps on your uh, on your Internet service provider. That's it. That's it. Uh, if you buy EA access on top of that, which is also only available uh, uh, for home consoles on the Microsoft platform. You've got all the EA games. Uh, You've got all of these Microsoft games, all of these other third-party games available via Game Pass. Reef talked about PlayStation Plus and the great games that are available in PlayStation Plus. Xbox Games with Gold, I think, went toe-to-toe this year with PlayStation Plus in terms terms of the games, the the, uh, diversity of games that were available and the quality of games that were available this year. to me, it is a no-brainer that you are, if you are worried about the future of, of gaming, if you want to continue to play and enjoy experiences from your entire history of, of gaming, if it's been over the last 15 years, it's a no-brainer that you, that you buy a Microsoft console. All right. Here we go. And as Wallstormer in the chat is, has christened the Xbox Alpha. Uh, is 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 it? No no more numbers. Right. You know, we're we're going straight into Greek alphabet. That way they can just keep on going beta gamma. Yes. Del- oh, I can't. Yeah, beta gamma. Yep. Sorry, I started saying that and I started having flashbacks. Right, flashbacks. So. <laughs> oh my god. If, oh if, man. If you're part of any uh, Greek organization, yeah, you know, excuses you, you, are tools for the income. God damn. You, <laughs> all right, let's let's move on. Let's move on. I just trigger myself. Right. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, oh man! <laughs> okay, so so let's move into our final platform, which is uh, Nintendo. Um, yeah. So let's talk about why why they um, you know why you should consider them as your to spend your dollars this holiday season. Um, 
So I think, so we talked a lot about games with Sony. We talked about, you know, their first party games for Microsoft. You know, we talked about how their games are, are available everywhere. And also, also should also mention without, with, with Microsoft that I don't believe you mentioned was their subscription service. Oh, no, I I did talk about Game Pass. No, 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 no. Like the hardware one where you can. Work, oh yes, where, I like, did. Yeah, I did. Uh, right, you can basically actually buy it like an old school cell phone, right? Like a phone, yeah, yeah. Where like you get that life. Xbox Live, Game Pass, all right. that shit. Right. Yeah, so, right. so so like games was like a consistent thing, and I think right. that one of the main knocks about like Nintendo platforms for years, probably since the Super Nintendo, really since the nineties, is that they just don't have enough games, you know. Um, they they have abandoned the power race, so a lot of the more powerful games that third parties make, they you know they dropped out. Um, so a lot of these consoles have really depended on the first party games to really uh, drive it. And while for the Switch, I would argue that the first party games still are the best ones, you know. Um, right. Or even if you don't think they're the best ones, I'll say. They're the ones that are usually the most technically proficient because obviously they know the hardware the best. Um, I'll say that Nintendo has finally solved their problem with having not enough games by delivering a very unique platform and and basically say you're willing that to make a gamble that people will be willing to sacrifice some of the detail, some of the anti-aliasing some of that shit to be able to play stuff on the go. And now I would say that Nintendo has a, uh, I guess it'd be a good problem of having too many games. Um, And um, mostly because a lot of the games that they have are either new games or they're older games that you can now play online. Sorry, on on the go. Um, On the last couple shows i've been talking about like dark souls right? right this is a game that i own on pc you know i've tried it uh, a a couple times and when i'm sitting down at my pc a lot of times if a game doesn't hit me i have all these other games i can play and i'm like yo i'm gonna jump right into into hitman into destiny into right into whatever so i have a very um you know and and like i don't think it's like just me but if you're if you're at your PC or you're sitting down with the controller on like your couch, you have all your great games that you know can give you fun in five seconds. And if a new game doesn't hit, it's really hard to justify it. But I think the beauty of having a portable pl- platform is that just by the nature of the platform, you're willing to give things more of a shot because if you're like, you know, in the car or you're waiting for somebody at a coffee shop or like, you know, you can dig into something more just the same way that you would dig into a mobile phone game, you know, that you might not right. ha- have like played. So like I've been doing that with Dark Souls, with uh, with D- Diablo 3, um, even with uh, freaking Fortnite. You know, I- I'm playing a little bit of Fortnite on the Switch because it's there and it's free, you know. Um, I'll say that one of the best ways to play uh, NBA 2K19 is on the switch because hmm. obviously it, it looks good, but obviously it does not look as good as the PC, the PS4 and the one. But when you're playing things with career modes and just the fact that you can do that grinding anywhere, 
Um, That is a huge, huge thing. And I'm finally able to crank through full jam modes and seasons and stuff, which I could never do when, 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 when I was playing it on the console. And that's one reason why I I hope that, you know, Madden and some other games come to the switch as well. Um, You know, and I still think that in terms of, uh, you know, as Nintendo systems have done um, couch co-op, um they still have really really strong games um and now it's not just the like the like nintendo games because a lot of like third parties have like jumped on and like i've been playing like a tower fall which is you know like a couch uh co-op co-op game that i believe was out on the consoles i know it was out on the playstation yeah, and uh, I don't think it's on the Xbox. Yeah, um, you, you, you know, which is a co-op only game, um, Overcooked One co-op only game. You know, right. um, Overcooked Two has online, but it's still a fucking co-op game. Right. Um, you know, <laughs> um, be, you know, um, be, you know, and like you know, probably the ultimate co-op game, which is like Jackbox. Right. You know, so having all those on the Switch along with like your like Mario Karts and like Mario Party and like, you know, all these g- games that are bred for that means that when I'm when, when, when I want to show a bunch of people that are interested about what I do, I feel like, you know, like, like the Switch is the optimum, optimum thing to like a breakout. Now, it's not quite like their commercials where they had these rooftop parties, you know, and like people right, right, right. Or, 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 or like <laughs> beautiful they, people. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I think they also had like, if I remember right, they had like people like they were playing a game of basketball and they stopped and they broke out. Well, they got two, <laughs> yeah, like they were all, all like sweaty and shit. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think that like the portability plus literally having like almost every major game in the past Five or ten years, I would say, um, you know, is available in some form on the Switch. So there's so many of us that have not played every game that like came out, and playing them while portable is 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 a joy. Now I still do dock my system when I'm home, but I don't think you even need to dock the system. I think you could play almost exclusively portably and still get the same amount out of it you can access the online you can like do all that stuff um so i think that plus the fact that you know that like um you know obviously it's like it's like a hundred dollars cheaper um and and there's bound to be some like a uh, sales you know on uh african american friday as as uh, right. as uh, cicero calls it can't believe i just said that but yeah. <laughs> whatever yeah 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 i i i think that the fact that like you can get that and you can get, you know, most third-party games that are, I mean, obviously, you know, you're not going to get Red Dead, you know what right. I'm saying? Uh, like, Red, you're not going to get, huh? Red Dead's on sale, by the way. Red Dead's going to be on sale on the Xbox store. So, Oh, wow. That's quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so, um, also, if you're into RPGs, the Switch has turned into quite a little RPG machine. Yeah. Um, including, like, like releasing games like the world ends with you which was a ds exclusive game very very great classic japanese rpg so um i think that if you're into those switches definitely great platform and every indie drops on the switch every single one so like if you want to play into the breach if you want to play undertale if like you want to play bad north 
You know, um, most of my indies I play on the Switch because those are games that are meant for sort of like bite-sized fun, and they usually don't don't require all like the you know power that like uh, that like you would need in like a larger console. So I think for all that, I think that N- Nintendo was definitely worth that coin. Um, and of course, um, with all that, we also have Smash Brothers dropping on December seventh, um, which is you know a kind of a phenomenon and like a fighting game that's not really a fighting game. Um, <laughs> it's sort of like got this panache with it that is you know there's definitely a hardcore fighting like community around it because you know it's on Evo, but you can also just fuck around in it, and you can't really do that in a lot of other fighting games. So um, I think having a major holiday game like that and you know if you haven't played zelda if you haven't played mario odyssey um phenomenal you know obviously both game of the year candidates last year um you know on like a number of of uh of 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 of, of, of platforms um so yeah i think that that you can drop your coin on a nintendo switch this holiday season yeah yeah lots of uh lots of bundles are already being announced for the nintendo switch Okay. Um, yeah, so yeah, you can get uh switches for yeah, I think two or three hundred bucks with yep. bundles with like Mario Kart and something. Yes, like. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and, like, and, and 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 there's these weird bundles with Fortnite, even though Fortnite is yeah. a free game, but it includes yeah, all this DLC yeah. and shit yeah. with it, which I think is kind of a scam, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but they yeah, know that exactly. pe- people but, love right, Fortnite, people so right, it's like, hey, we're gonna bundle this gonna free game it, right. in it for you. <laughs> yeah, yep, there you go. That is that is it, right? Yeah. There. Um, so I think what this shows though is that the game industry is in a great place. Never um, been better. All three companies are doing great, even though a lot of people tend to focus on you know Sony's lead in terms of just sales. Like the kind of business decisions Microsoft has been making, like I said, with Game Pass, with the subscription service, are really setting themselves up. I think for the next generation to really come out with like a bang and Nintendo's basically like revitalize themselves after a disastrous uh, previous console um, generation. So I think it's, man, things are in really good shape. And I think that, you know, um, when you go in there making that, like that, like decision, I think that, you know, you have a lot of good choices ahead of you. Yeah. You only have good choices ahead of you. Um, and, uh, yeah, I really don't think that the gaming, gaming landscape has ever been better. Um, there are probably, there have been times where there have been more choices. Um, but I don't think there have been uh, a time where there have been better choices. Um, and so, you know, as you, as you, Joe Bracagoan, um, or, or uh, Rashid, or Rashida <laughs> Bracagoan goes out and, <laughs> <laughs> spends spends your money um on w- whether it be your first console or your third um and you're trying to make your decisions um you have great decisions that you that you can make um keeping in mind of course though that the greatest decision that you can make is purchasing an Xbox One X cool <laughs> thanks for throwing that in there yeah, um, no problem no problem you know we were just talking about how everything is great right right <laughs> um all right y'all so so that is gonna be it for the show thank you for yeah. listening if you're on twitch thank you for joining chatting thank you for throwing out that xbox alpha thing also so we can yes. finally stop hearing about the infinite um right. we can start calling it the alpha 
Um, C, can you hit us up with the uh, with the social media beeswax? Yeah, social media beeswax is as follows. Spawn on me, all social media platforms. You know what it is. Uh, you want to follow us individually, check the bios. Our stuff is there. Spawnon.me is the website. That is where you need to go. Twitch.tv slash spawnonme every Thursday night. That is where we are streaming. Check us out. Be part of the conversation. Be here live and then live in color because that's what we are. We are colorful dudes. Uh, every Tuesday, the podcast drops in audio format. Uh, if it's a place where you can rate and review, please do so. Obviously, subscribe. Definitely tell your friends. We're on all your favorite podcatchers. Um, if you want to level up, level up your uh, Bricago support, you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash spawn on me, where you'll get our extra show, Spawn on Me After Dark, for as little as a dollar per month. And if you want to send us some messages, if you want to send us uh, some pictures and, and funny anecdotes about how your African-American Friday gaming purchasing experience went this year, you can send them to our email address and spawn on me podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And you know, if, if you can't make a decision and like you decide, Hey, you know what? That $400 I was going to spend uh, on a console. I'm going to donate it to spawn on me. Their Patreon. Word up. You know, Word up. that's acceptable. We will get too. some game. Yeah. We will get you some know? gaming out of that. Yeah. Definitely. That's, that's part of the buyer's guide. If you can't make a decision, put those right. hundreds of dollars <laughs> in, into the Patreon. Um, there you go. I like it. Yeah, so for the, uh, you know, uh, missing Caliph Adams, for the Baron of Bourbons, W. Stan, for the SharifJackson.com, this is Spawn of Me Podcast, episode 263, and we say peace. Peace.